this is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. So I, uh, I come back to work. I got to do all the heavy lifting myself. Out of the fire pan and into the, into the or out of the, into the takes one to know. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the dirty, stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Information Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. It is Monday, the seventeenth of December. I know that because it's surgery plus seven. And I, Joe Getty, am back and better than ever. Uh, the year of our Lord, 2018, another live Armstrong and Getty show. Jack will be here in seconds. He has uh, an exciting tale to tell if he chooses to tell. Uh, very good to be back. I will talk about my experiences uh, under the knife uh, on death's door. Certainly discomforts uh, sidewalk. <laughs> uh, so uh, please do stay tuned for that. Uh, not to mention the news of the day and the issues and the controversies and, uh, and the rest of it. This morning, we're under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager... Political corruption of various sorts. Campaign finance... All of a sudden, you know, because it appears Michael Cohen may have helped uh, the Donald pay off some uh, hotties. All of a sudden, everybody's interested in that. They weren't interested in it very long ago. Also, gerrymandering. Redrawing districts in a way that can only be described as funky. We'll be talking about that. And I will tip my cat, uh, cap to some of the Democrats of, uh, of uh, New Jersey. Who actually did the right thing, shockingly enough. And also, voter fraud which is rampant in America, and nobody wants to talk about it. So we'll touch on all those things. But right now, in uh, keeping with the spirit of the thing, let's introduce everybody on the squad. There he is. He, you know, he, he rules with an iron fist. He could just turn off our mics and we would be silenced. But he chooses not to because he is a benevolent ruler. He's Michelangelo, our board operator. Hello, Michael. Hey, I'm doing good. Hey, we have the uh, A&G gift exchange coming up soon. Mm. And I'm just trying to think, is it a tacky gift exchange, a novelty? I'm trying to... For the person that I've got, I've, so far I've got sort of half joke and half um, actual usable usable gift. Trying to figure out exactly where we're supposed to fall in this gift exchange. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, want to pull the curtain back too far, but uh, whatever's entertaining, whatever's whatever's good. With it, it was it was my understanding that this year we were going with gifts of luxury. Um, <laughs> so whoever has my name, that is that's what we're going for: luxurious getaways, uh, you know, velvet. Furniture, things like that. You can expect anything you want. You know? <laughs> like you like Marshall with the uh, with the lottery. Uh, speaking of positive, Sean, his smile lights up the room, and there he is. Hey, Sean, how are you? Doing very well. I uh, I, I ventured out to a local comedy club last night. I, I went out to do a little bit of open mic as part of my birthday resolution. Uh, I'm trying to do a lot more open mic just because it's something that's that's really fun every time I do it, but I often fall into my habits of not doing anything. Do you know how easy it is to not do stuff? It's so easy to not do things. I was under doctor's orders to not do stuff this week, and, oh. and it took a little while to get used to, honestly, but... Uh, I have a natural talent for it. But uh, due to uh, it, it, was, it was raining and it was miserable where I was, and it's my understanding that if it rains here, it rains everywhere, right? Is that, Michael, is, is weather? No, con- weather conditions vary. Do oh. not you know, oh, contact okay. the general managers of your station. Well, it, 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 was, it was a dampened turnout, so, so they actually canceled the open mic night. So I'm just going to give a rundown of my set, what I was going to do. I'm not going to do the full jokes, but I'll give you the topics I was going to cover. I, had, uh, I was going to lead with a dress for the job you want, not the job you had. 
Uh, talk about how I'm an avid endorsement. Uh, ladies, if you're looking for single dudes, check out the frozen food aisle. Um, I was going to go over the hardest part of being a club DJ, and uh, I've never met a woman with a foot fetish. Those are the uh, those were the topics I was going to cover on my open mic. So uh, a loss to those who are not able to see. But I'm sorry. So I was actually reading a text from Jack. Is your t- did you get to do the open mic? Did you do any jokes? No, no, no. Because no? not not enough people showed up. Combination oh. co- uh, comedians and audiences, just because uh, the, the weather conditions, which which vary, as Michael covered. Right. And you, uh, you consult your local listing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just kind of doing a little simulacrum of scratching that itch by going over my set list here, and I I, I have this one fresh and ready for the next open mic experience. Okay, fabulous. Quit saying simulacrum. Uh, Jack uh, Jack is uh, he's put out a press release. He says we can go ahead and mention that he got pulled over by an officer of the law. Ah! Evidently, my tip went to the right line, and uh, they moved in in a daring arrest. Was it the aftermarket exhaust again? <laughs> uh, so, uh, listen, let's get a word from our esteemed newsman. It's Marshall Phillips. Marshall, what's on your mind this morning? I'm feeling proud today. Got my Christmas shopping all wrapped up. We've got scratchers marinating by an open fire. Uh, Woodstock packing is almost complete, filled with the Christmas spirit, and my cousin bought me a case of off-brand Chardonnay this weekend. Oh, wow. Wow. Cheap shard and a, and a trip to upstate New York. Sounds yeah. like a, a great uh, great month ahead of you. Yeah, interesting label. It just says white grape. Now, are, are you doing some sort of hippie, dippy, baby boomer pilgrimage to Woodstock? You're going to stand there at Max Yasker's farm and imagine Jimi Hendrix and 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 uh, you know Crosby, Stills and Nash. Or? All of the above. All and, of and the above. And you have friends who live there. Yes. Yes, in fact, uh, one of my good friends, Helene, uh, lives, as she informed me yesterday, in the ferry house. And I said, huh? You'll see when you get here. So apparently there will be mystical goings on uh, at uh, at the house. (laughs) Or a boat large enough to carry cars. There you go. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, you know what, Marshall, your assignment, uh, to the extent that you have an ex- assignment since it's your vacation, is to uh, gather for us the best examples you can find of clever people trying to separate baby boomers from their money in Woodstock. <laughs> I will do clever, that. Clever ripoffs. I will do that. And you, you, you know that uh, next uh, year is the 50th anniversary of the Woodstock uh, Music Festival, so they're already gearing up. I'm sure there's going to be souvenirs and gigas everywhere. Yes, I can do simple mathematics. Thank you yes. for that. A little uh, Jimi Hendrix urinated here. Step up, fellas. $5. Right. $5 a throw. Right. All right. Let's uh, begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Lots to talk about it. We're going to talk about it at... Mark. I was talking to my hero, who is me in 10 years. He said, Matthew, you're going to host the Academy Awards. What I didn't realize was I was talking to myself in six years. Is that a joke? I found that delightful from this past Saturday Night Live where Matthew McConaughey, or not technically him, but he was talking to my hero, which is me in 10 years. I, 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 like, I thought that was a, a very funny conundrum. I, uh, I, I, I was completely mystified by that. Of course, I am under the sway of yes. powerful narcotics. Yes, indeed. All right. Marshall, what are our headlines this morning? Well, the border battle continues. Wall versus a government shutdown. What's next for Obamacare now that it's been ruled unconstitutional? And after frightening tweets, the search for one of SNL's most popular and controversial stars has wrapped up. Stories coming up. Very good. Mailbag is next. We have uh, quite a bit of it. 
I don't know what you folks did while I was gone, but the people are enraged. And we'll get to the big stories of the day, of course. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, trying to go through in my mind, how many times have I been pulled over in my life? Not that many. Not that many times I've been pulled over in my entire life. I'm guessing it's around six or eight my entire driving career. You know, it's funny. There, uh, half the audience is saying, yeah, that's not bad. And half are saying, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's a scofflaw. <laughs> uh, honey, how many times have you been pulled over? Once. Once. Once ever, my wife. Well, I, I, I drive a lot. <laughs> and have driven a lot in my life all over the country. <clears throat> all times of day. In all right. kinds of situations. Certainly, many weather conditions. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get pulled over this morning, and I'll tell you what—that is a—that is a an adrenaline rush when you oh. see those when you see those lights in the mirror. Oh yeah, that is an adrenaline rush. Um, so I, uh, what happened? Uh, I got my comeuppance. Is what happened, okay. and I deserved it. I was driving too rapidly. Right. I have become too comfortable with ignoring the posted speed limits. Right, and I sh- and I needed a uh, I needed to be reminded of their importance. So, so they let you slide on the aftermarket exhaust. <laughs> I had an aftermarket exhaust. I had uh, tinted windows where you couldn't see in at all. Can't go with the limo tint. I had eight pounds of cocaine. <laughs> I had unregistered puppies. I had an illegally bred panda. Well, that's just dangerous. <laughs> Lots of marijuana, of course. Uh, of course, he let you go for all that till he saw you had a box of soda straws that he put the cups on you. <laughs> right. Gave you right. the nightstick upside the head. Right, but did not have my cell phone in its stand. Right. Um, but uh, I got that's my commands. But that's, uh, that, that, you know, I don't know. if I'm amazed. Some people, their, their, you know, their relationship to uh, law enforcement, they, they deal with them on a regular basis with their lifestyle. So I don't know if they get the adrenaline rush I do with, you know, What's that average out for my age? Once a decade, I get pulled over. Um, uh, Did you remind the cop that your taxes pay his salary? I find totally. that really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was I was the same as I always am. I was very polite. I got out my uh, driver's license. My I only answered yes or no or questions I was asked and uh, handled it that way. But uh, hmm. that is a, is an adrenaline rush, and I will slow down. There's no doubt about that. Excellent. Officer, if you're listening, thank you for rescuing us from this dangerous man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What are you got to give those body cavities one more look. <laughs> I do appreciate him bypassing the body cavity search because yeah. I'm I'm hiding nothing. So and and you know, long story short, uh, it was a warning. Huh? He told you to slow the heck down, and oh, we'll uh, we'll leave that between uh, right. between law enforcement uh, lawyers and uh, and the suspects. Well, the guilty suspect. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. The guilty right. suspect. We ain't saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we okay with mailbag? No, we sure are. If you're, if you're willing, if you're willing to do mailbag with a criminal, with a known criminal, I'm not entirely comfortable with it. No. All right, let's. Uh, what do we start with? It's a, a bit of a jumble. Ah, yes. First of all, um, he said, "Do you know what the speed limit is here?" <laughs> I, I, guess, I guessed incorrectly. Oh, is oh, it ninety? Because that'd be handy if it was ninety. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, 
always mix in a good joke. They also appreciate that. I did not do that. Anyway, back to Bill. Yes. Uh, It's from Elise, the emergency room nurse, uh, frequent correspondent. Heal quickly, Joe. Remember, always be nice to your nurses. We keep the doctors from killing you. Well, that is, uh, yeah, there's some truth to that, and I was very, very nice to the nurses. I assume you're going to go deep in this story at some point sure. of your surgery? Okay, cool. Yeah, I absolutely will. Although, I, well, I want to say this at the outset before anybody makes the mistake. I did not have a hip replacement, because that makes me sound old. And I am not only not old, I am very young and vital and, and virile. And uh, and 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 I tried to pass it off as an old baseball injury, but uh, here it is. Though I came up with it, I didn't have a hip replacement. I had a hip customization. Mm, there you go. I got a custom hip. There you go. Which yeah. is cool. It's like uh, yeah. You know, it Everybody was expensive, but I decided, what am I worth? Exactly. So I Why ahead. do you go to work every day if you're not going to get custom hips? Right. I wanted to be good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be moving along. And by the way, I've got a good article. They they ask a whole bunch of people of different generations, what is old? And their answers might surprise you. All right. Uh, while at work today, a couple of my coworkers were talking about Michael Cohen. Oh, I meant to ask you to get some of the Cohen tape ready, Sean. I'm sure it's at your fingertips, more or less. Uh, one of them said, yeah, he got three years in prison. Says who? Instinctively, I said, says who? Mm. <laughs> he looked at me like I was an idiot, and I said, judges? <laughs> uh, okay. He looked at me like you were an idiot, or looked at you like you were Michael Cohen, who looks and sounds like an idiot. Yeah. I watched some of that Stephanopoulos interview over the weekend. The poor guy just looks and sounds dumb. He might not be. Yeah. But he looks and sounds dumb. He might be. He might be dumb, though. <laughs> you know, listen, <clears throat> we've talked to various people from various uh, groups, uh, be they uh, socioeconomic, ethnic, uh, um, uh, sexual orientation, whatever, and we've asked the question, why do people from groups all talk the same? And it's a cultural thing. You just adopt it to show you're part of a group in some ways. That's why, you know, there have been some really interesting uh, articles written, papers done by uh, African-American people who have three distinct styles of speaking. One when they're in the hood, one when they're at work, and and this one gal, when she was amongst her, uh, I think it was Jamaican or Trinidadian uh, relatives. Um, And it's a way of fitting in. Well, I think Michael Cohen was a New York City mobster. And so he adopted the the lazy eyes and the shuffling manner and the forget about it. Because you know the guy with the thing? Eh, maybe we write him a little check, maybe not. I don't know. So he's got that whole thing going. He might also be dumb. He might just be dumb. <laughs> There's always that possibility. Uh, speaking of uh, our little catchphrases infecting people's lives. You know I, what else is dumb? Driving rapidly. Please drive safely out there. Everyone. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not just you that you're putting in danger. Everybody. Well, that's true. That's true. That's Very absolutely true. true. That's right. I've been a volunteer firefighter in my small community for a few months now. This week I fought my first house fire. First thing popped into my head when we arrived on the scene was, Oh, Lord, Jesus is a fire. (laughs) (laughs) A-G-A-C-T, Armstrong and Getty, uh, audio clip Tourette's is a real thing. Hmm. I'm currently self-medicating with alcohol. Off duty, of course. Um, also, last night, some juveniles set a porta potty ablaze around midnight. It was truly a, uh, hmm. <laughs> wow, dumpster fire and an S show. All right, gotcha. So sorry to hear about that. You're having to work, work with that, Dan. It's tough. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Uh, here's a nice note from Kevin. Uh, 
You know, it's funny. I just noticed Kevin has the same last name as my beloved kindergarten teacher. Do you remember your kindergarten teacher's last name? I remember my first grade teacher's name. I think that's as far back. Second grade teacher for me, Mrs. Cool, because I thought that was a great name. (laughs) What's not to like? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I remember all of them. Going back to kindergarten? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a teacher's pet, <laughs> a bit of a, I wanted to be the guy, you know, yeah, I could see where the power was, Jack, it's about power, it's about the patriarchy. You know what's interesting is I have a, a slight memory of kindergarten, I have memories of second grade, including the teacher, what she looked like, her name, I have zero memory of first grade, first grade is like a year missing from my life, and I'm not exactly sure why. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Probably get some recovered memories out of that. Start accusing people of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, it's a nice note from Kevin, who has the same last name as my uh, kindergarten teacher. Uh, the, the topic line is, don't drop the drumstick, which sounds like some sort of grim prison advice if you're at a particularly you know, well-fed prison. Uh, don't drop the drumstick. Glad to hear you're on the mend, Joe, for my hip customization. But here's a cautionary tale. A co-worker had both hips replaced at once. Yep, he's got the IQ of a bull fly. Well, he was eventually discharged from <clears throat> this medical asylum around the holidays during Thanksgiving dinner. He dropped a, a slick drumstick skin side up between his legs. Instinctively, this turkey novice performed a triple axle pirouette in an attempt to catch it. Well, you guessed it. Both implants dislodged oh, on mm. surgery. Mm. The lesson here, Joe, make sure you have beef for Christmas. Oh, my God. Get well, you hipster doofus. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thanks, Kevin. That, that hurt. You know what? Uh, I found out... Well, we don't have time for this. Remind me to tell you about this. I I found out that I am absolutely the poster child for screwing up my new joint. Gotcha. For reasons that I will explain. Uh, This is beautiful. This is the Internet. Tom, I'm going to be a little mean to you. You're going to have to forgive me here. But Tom writes, and there's a lot of, like, all caps and exclamation points. I I will emphasize where it's all caps for you. Kamala Harris is not black. Kamala Harris is Indian heritage, not black. Okay, that's the internet for you. First of all, Tom, Kamala Harris is of Indian and black heritage. You would think somebody who'd taken, I don't know, 10 seconds to look at this stuff would have taken 10 seconds to look at it before writing your beloved talk show host and yelling at me. All right? Number one, you're wrong. Two, I will point out, though, that because Indian people have a courage or a uh, culture, rather, in this country, generally of working hard and achieving, they're not nearly as victim in the mainstream media as black people. So they emphasize her black heritage, so she seems more victim and admirable. Her parents were both, like, super-achieving academics. She grew up in a sexier house than I did, but she's to be admired and sympathized with and probably elected because, of course, she is... There's some good oh, the el- victim class. There's some good Elizabeth Warren on the race stuff as she uh, edges toward running for president. We'll have to get to later. Marshall's got his news coming up next. Joe is back. I got pulled over by law enforcement deservedly. All coming up. So many topics we got to jump into in this um, fast-moving news cycle that we've been in for a couple of years now. Yep. 
with uh, interviews done over the weekend, reports out on this and that. Uh, the Mueller report, Russia meddling in presidential elections. Then there's some China stuff that's really, 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 really troubling. Troubling. We should spend way more time talking about China and way less time talking about Russia, I'll tell you that, in terms of threats to uh, America and the world. Only, only if it helps discredit Trump. It's my only interest in any topic. I'll tell you what, my heart rate has not gotten back to normal since I saw the flashing lights in my rearview mirror. Wow. I don't know how long it'll take to calm me down. If the point was to get my attention over my uh, negligence to follow the law, it was uh, very successful. I will tell you that. You know how fast you're going. I am Apparently, so I not enlisting you to help me with my next daring casino heist. No, I, 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 so I, I've I, assembled I, ten of my cleverest friends, cleverest with quips. And you were on, but now, now you're not. People who live on the edge of uh, legality and are regularly interacting with the police, I do not have the stones for it, apparently. Cause... Joe, if you need a wheel, man, I got you. <laughs> are you good with a wisecrack? Oh, of course. Uh, let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, a battle over the border continues. Both sides digging in their heels. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says Congress will not give President Trump money for a budget, uh, money for the budget or for the wall. President Trump should understand there are not the votes for the wall in the House or the Senate. He is not going to get the wall in any form. Schumer also saying Trump shouldn't use innocent workers as hostages when threatening to shut the government down Friday if he doesn't get five million dollars for the uh, billion dollars rather for his wall. Despite resistance on Capitol Hill, the White House is insisting that Congress provide the money to build the wall. The White House senior advisor. Stephen Miller was saying on Sunday, We're going to do whatever is necessary to build the border wall to stop this ongoing crisis of illegal immigration. That means shutting down the government? If it comes to it, absolutely. This is a very fundamental issue. I I still contend shutting down the government only matters to Washington, D.C. Practically nobody else in the country gives a crap about shutting down the government. That's a made-up story by the media. I have my usual reaction. Good. Shut it down. Shut exactly. it all down. Shut it down for six months. Let's exactly. see how we do. Exactly. And this is such a partial shutdown that the average yeah. person will notice nothing. Nothing at all. So quit acting like it's a major threat for shutting well, down the government. And do I understand that they did approve $1.6 billion yes. for the wall? Yes. So these same people that on a moral ground cannot approve building a wall approved almost $2 billion dollars for the wall just can't approve another five billion dollars for the wall well and they voted for it man woman and child you know a dozen years ago because it was obviously good policy this is you know between the the partiality of the government shutdown the fact that nobody cares outside the beltway anyway and and the fact that it's so obviously just trying to whip up the bases it's just it's hard to watch it just stinks it's just it's a parade of stupid Oh, boy. Well, the experts are saying don't expect any major changes in health coverage under Obamacare after a federal judge ruled that Obamacare is unconstitutional. Government officials say the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, will be appealed through higher courts. Medicare official Sina Verma says the law remains in place while the appeal process plays out. Yes. Uh, Just uh, briefly, because I haven't read the entire ruling. I say that to make people think I ever read the entire ruling. (laughs) But uh, having scanned the ruling, I will tell you this. I think the judge makes a really intriguing point, because the whole bizarre Roberts, it's a a tax ruling. He's kind of taken that on. And and I get it, but listen, I say this when I disagree with a ruling. I'll say it when I agree with a ruling. You can get one federal judge somewhere in America to rule anything. Anything. 
And often it gets overturned, you know, weeks later. And it just, it, it doesn't amount to anything. We'll probably have Craig the Obamacare lawyer on since we were just talking about it the other day into, because uh, he was running down the ruling with me last night, uh, what it means, what it doesn't mean. Right. The, the main point of my conversation with Craig was how many people we've insured with Obamacare so far. It's a small number. And what it has cost, it right. is a large number. Right. New York police had to perform a wellness check on SNL star Pete Davidson after he posted a rather disturbing cry for help on Instagram. God, I would say that's that's not really open for interpretation. I tweeted this out on Saturday. He wrote, I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. I'm doing my best to stay here for you, but I actually don't know how much longer I can last. All I've ever tried to do was help people. Just remember I told you so. That was when he, he deleted his account. Yep. Then hours later, he appeared in a couple of skits on SNL in uh, one pre-recorded. Well, no, he, he, he was he was in a pre-recorded segment yeah. that doesn't count, obviously, for this conversation. And he, right. he was part of introducing the song, which was like two seconds. Right. So, right. Uh, but he didn't show up for work. He wasn't dead. There exactly. Is exactly. It's been a rough year for Davidson. He's been uh, pretty open about his struggle with mental health. And in October, he and pop star Ariana Grande split after a four-month-long, highly publicized and somewhat mocked engagement. But it is, uh, it is, uh, yes. The guy has over. been open about his mental illness with an obvious cry for help. That's, uh, yeah, we, we need a mental illness conversation right. in this country. Maybe this will be part of it. Yeah, poor son of a gun. I don't care what you think of his politics. He's just, every day of his life, he's, he's struggling against this awful, awful thing that is mental illness. I wish him well. Upset of the weekend, Nick Bowles started in place of the injured Carson Wentz and led the Eagles to a 30-23 win over the Rams on Sunday Night Football in L.A. I want to hear more from that guy. Raiders, Raiders lost to the uh, Bengals. The 49ers took down the uh, Seahawks uh, 26-23 in overtime. Breaking a nine losses in a row streak against yes. the Northwesterners. Yes. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So what direction do we want to go next? We got the, uh, I really want to get into the Michael Flynn stuff, because I think it's interesting, the Wall Street Journal and others uh, saying he was absolutely screwed by the FBI in a way that all Americans should be uh, frightened of. Mueller actually, for the first time, uh, you know, puts out some information, pushed back against that over the weekend. Yeah, you know, and I took all that in, and I've been following the story, and I'm just mystified. I am somewhat, too. Exactly what's going on there, not only legally speaking, but... But why Flynn did what he did and said what he said, I just, I don't get it. I feel like I'm missing a huge piece of information. Well, our uh, one of our favorites, Trey Gowdy, did an interview over the weekend. Um, his view of how the FBI handled it versus how they handled Hillary Clinton is pretty interesting. So we'll play you a chunk of that a little bit later. Oh, boy. Um, then tales of bouncing back from uh, having body parts swapped out. Mm. Which body parts did you have swapped out? New liver? I went with no, please. Please. <laughs> I couldn't. They wouldn't even take it in trade. Uh, got a new hip. Am I correct that Christmas is like this weekend practically? <laughs> what? It, it's coming up. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. Can it can be delayed or is it really, do you have to stick to this schedule? Is there any wiggle room on this whole 25th thing? No? Okay. That's unfortunate. Uh, stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 
Governor Chris Christie has taken himself out of the running to be the permanent White House Chief of Staff. Also taking Chris Christie out of the running, side cramps. You happy with that, Michael? You happy wow. with that? That is okay. Saturday Night Live with him with a fat joke for Chris Christie. Huh? Wow. <clears throat> wow. I don't know if I'm comfortable with the idea of doing what they did at the end of the news of the final SNL before Christmas, in which they each wrote jokes for the other. And Michael Che wrote jokes for Colin Jostery that were so racist. Wow. And they were hilarious. Yeah. Given that context. And, and Che's reaction of like a a, a, a shocked Southern yeah. lady. How dare you oh, say uh, that? Colin, what? <laughs> it sounds funny. I missed it. Yeah. Well, one of the... Well, can we be... play it on the air? Or is we, it too, we, we too nasty? Well, no, we could play it on the air as long as we make the context very, very clear. Um, so maybe we'll do that later, but because uh, it was, you know, it was, a, it was meant to be racially insensitive, written by a black guy for a white guy to say so he could look bad. Right, that was the whole point. This would all be funnier to me if people weren't getting railroaded out of their careers for saying something completely innocent. Mm. You know. There you go. I'm ever what, vigilant. This on Saturday Night Live, dudes. And you know, maybe I'm just out of touch with the rest of the country, but another opening with Alec Baldwin as oh, Trump no. and. And the whole Cohen thing, and they make jokes about him being a crook in Russia, and the crowd goes, ooh. I mean, really? Every freaking week, are there people that are amused by that? Every week, are there people that cheer? Every week, oh, yay, Alec Baldwin's doing Trump again and making jokes about Trump being a crook. Really? Are you entertained by that every week? Boy, that's something. That's the best they got. Or they think that's what people want, I guess. Because once again on Saturday Night Live, there were some sketches completely non-political. Did you see the one about Weezer, Sean? You should watch that one. It's after the newscast. Okay. Be perfect for your age group. The band, yeah. Freaking hilarious. Not political at all. They need more of that. But God dang it, I thought the crowd's going, Woo! When Alec Baldwin comes out as Trump. Seriously, you're that excited that they're doing it again this week. (laughs) Maybe you are. Maybe it's just me. Anywho. How much pain are you in right now? Oh, you want the uh, pain scale? I don't know. It's probably a three or a four. Okay, last it's week moderate, you... Moderate, mild to moderate. Last week you said a six. Yeah. Uh, when we talked to you the first day, then you uh, your your social media would indicate that it went up from there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a period right after the surgery where, number one... Joe the, gave birth to quadruplets, if you're just I, tuning I in. I did. Four beautiful children. <laughs> two two men, two, two boys, two... Uh, two men. Two, two, two boys, a girl, and uh, one who declined to say. Okay. Which is very admirable and sure. should be celebrated this uh, this uh, Did you see, uh, I'm sure you didn't miss Universe, in which they were really spending a lot of time celebrating the first transgender Miss Universe uh, contestant last night? Well, I think Miss Universe That's is famous. trying to find an angle to get in the news at all, so the, and they yeah. found one. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, listen, oh, 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 so we're going to talk about Michael Flynn in a couple minutes, but uh, what would you ask me about pain? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're so hopped oh, up from so, pain pills, you don't remember. So we'll, we'll talk about the 60 Minutes report last night on where you got your pain pills, but uh, back to you. 
So, yeah, the first couple of days after the surgery, it's called kind of a false uh, high because they use an anesthetic like in the surgery where they bathe the nerves with uh, painkiller. It's it's like uh, Novocaine almost. Um, the surgeons right now are screaming at the radio, no, it's not. It's close enough. Um, and so there are a couple of days before reality kicks in. And then you're on your own with your drugs at home, and then you find out what sort of pain you have to deal with and how well you're dealing with it. Um, so the first couple of days I thought, hey, this is easy. I thought this was going to be painful. <laughs> um, yeah, it turned out to be a little more than that. So, but uh, I've got the drugs balanced right, I think. I'm trying to cut back on them. I went a little too fast cutting back on the drugs mm-hmm. on Saturday, and, and that was a mistake. Are you mixing booze with it? Because that's supposed to be good. <clears throat> yeah, all the time. There you go. No. No, I'm not. I'm no? trying to be a good boy. Mm. Well, here's the it's deal. got the recipe right on the side of the bottle. Those are guidelines for dummies, that whole don't drink on painkillers. There's uh, there's some of that, but I'm actually right now I'm standing up and I'm leaning against a walker, uh, which brings me to the whole booze thing. The, the one thing I cannot do is fall. I absolutely must not fall. And the uh, physical therapist guy I'm working with <clears throat> who's actually coming over later today, uh, he, he's told me a couple of horror stories that are designed to put terror into your soul and worked. I mean, talking about there was one woman, she was uh, practically recovered, Joe, and you know what she did? Well, she thought she was safe to take a little chance, and you know what happened to her, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and the stories are terrible, just terrible. I mean, you cringe. I almost threw up listening to one of them. Wow. So, wow, that's a good story. <laughs> of course, I was, you know, a little weakened and in pain already, but um, so, yeah, they really put the fear of God in you to, for God's sake, not fall. So Cause then you'd be like back to square one, probably, huh? Or, oh, no, much worse. Worse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can do terrible. Take things. it off, Civil War style? Uh, yeah, yeah, and then peg leg. Yar. <laughs> Here, bite down on this wood. Oh, geez. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so, Michael Flynn gets interviewed by the FBI. The FBI tells him, no, nah, you don't need a lawyer available. It's just, it's just some, you know, it's just some kind of fundamental questions where he's going to get this taken care of. And we'll wrap this haul up. And he says, oh, okay. Well, and, yeah, they, they said to him, well, listen, oh my God, we get the lawyers involved. It's just—it's so slow and torturous. I mean, we just—we just got to talk to you about a couple of things. Why don't you swing over? We'll chat. We'll send you home. It'll all be cool. I mean, they like—it was a sales job to get him to not bring a lawyer. So it would seem. And uh, Trey Gowdy, at least, who is uh, who is leaving office, he uh, he thinks that's not the way it should have been handled. The Wall Street Journal called it a um, what they call it entrapment. The Wall Street Journal editorial page on Friday. Uh, so we'll get into that coming up in a little bit, and we'll hear from Trey Gowdy because it's pretty interesting when he when he contrasts that to to the luxuries they gave the Clinton team when they were questioning them. And by the way, is some of the same people Peter, Peter Strzok involved, um, which uh, might give you pause. So yeah, it's funny. It's as if uh, you know, it's it's one of those uh, TV shows where an implos- a possible plot twist occurs that the main characters are always involved. Why are the same like five people involved in every single thing that happened? Right, and we found it's out crazy. Friday we got the thousands and thousands of text messages between Struck and and his girlfriend and others that have disappeared and will never be recovered. And I don't know if anybody ever plans to get to the bottom of that or if we're just supposed to buy the idea that it was just some sort of snafu with the old computer and they're gone or what, but uh, it's a little it's a little troubling. Since every time there has been a trove of those texts, there were, you know, some pretty news-making things in there. 
Yeah, the tendency for texts and emails to just disappear and everybody to shrug their shoulders uh, is is really troubling to me. God, I'd say. Uh, because, you know, in, in our real lives, none of us has that happen. And if we do, it's a, it's an it's an extraordinary thing. It's a disaster. And I'm thinking if the government wanted to get the stuff that you say you lost, they'd find a way to uh, to recover it somehow. Well, and or if they had told you previously, do not destroy this stuff, preserve it. Um, and then it just disappeared, and you threw up your hands and said, well, I don't know what happened to it. The likelihood that they would just wander back to the federal building, the FBI building in D.C., and say, what are you going to do? They lost them. Is zero. It's zero. Right. Wiped like with a cloth? Ha, ha, ha. That sort of yeah. thing. So, yeah. Um, did you see the 60 Minutes story on painkillers last night? I did. We'll, I have did. To, we'll have to spend a little more time on that later, but since you're on painkillers. But, man, the guy that uh, went after big tobacco and got... Hundreds of billions of dollars out of them. It's going after the the painkiller people, the opioid people, and we'll see how this turns out. But then they made a fairly compelling case that uh, people are doing bad things. Yeah, and I think I know how people get hooked on these things. I'm on them right now. Okay, well, you might be able to explain that to us. Yeah. But, so Trey Gowdy on the Flynn investigation, specifically the questioning of him by the FBI, among other things, coming up. What that Obamacare ruling from Friday means to everyone, if anything. All of that on the way. Hope you can stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.